Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. This episode is part three of a four-part series that originally intended to be a one-part episode. That in that episode, I said that there would be three parts. But that was before I realized that that first episode was going long, and I split that into two. Are you thoroughly confused yet? (laughs) Well, anyways, this series is all about the hidden behaviors that come up when our self-identity, self-concept is threatened, either in an event, a situation, and they mirror the fight-flight-freeze response. Our natural response is a human being as a human animal to a threat. And threats come in many, many shapes and forms. But for the most part, the threats in our modern day are arrived at based on our perception about what's going on and our ability to handle what we're up against. And our perception about what our ability is to handle what we're up against is directly correlated to our self-concept, our self-identity. Now, some of that may be based on past trauma, which becomes a learned response that is incorporated in our self-concept. And unless we intervene, that will perpetuate over time. Now, the first part of this series, episode uh, 128 and 129, I talked about the flight response and the different behaviors that arise from that theme. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the freeze response. And this response, more than any of the other, are directly governed by our subconscious mind. These come up out of our unconscious behavior. It's an unconscious protective mechanism. We are overwhelmed by the event. We are overwhelmed by the situation and our other-than-conscious mind, our subconscious mind, puts us in a freeze mode. And in this episode, I want to draw attention to two things. Because it is unconscious, give yourself a break. Sometimes these behaviors come up, and then we, we beat ourselves afterwards, like, I should have done this, or I could have done that. Why didn't I speak up? And, frankly, there was a part of your being that you felt threatened. And your subconscious was doing the best it could in that moment, the very best it could do in that moment to protect you. So the behavior is benevolent in nature, but it does arise from a self-concept that I can't handle this or I can't, you know, work in this situation. I don't know what to do. A sense of futility. So the good news is that because it was learned at an earlier part in your life, you can intervene. You can learn a new response. It may take a little time. But with the right techniques, you can interrupt this pattern and create a new response. And so the purpose of this episode is to make you aware of these patterns so you can recognize them for what they are. And then set on a course to change them if you want. Upgrade your self-concept. So the theme of freeze response is dissociation. We tend to check out. We either freeze physically where we can't move, where we're rigid. We don't know what to do. We just sit there. Or our mind goes blank. 
we space out. So how might this show up in your life? Let's say you're on a Zoom meeting or in a physical world meeting and you're on the line and you know you have something to say, but once you're in the meeting, you freeze up. You can't seem to get the words to work. And every time that you have an opportunity to speak up, you don't. You hold yourself back because the situation feels somewhat dangerous to you. Not in a physical sense, but it is perceived danger. So your response is to freeze. Another response that I've dealt with hypnotically is test anxiety. A lot of times students will, you know, study and study and study and they actually get in front of the paper. The test is right in front of them. It's time to put their knowledge to use and they freeze up. They space out. They blank out. They can't recall a darn thing. And that's because the way they're processing the situation, the anxiety, the adrenaline and the cortisol overwhelms their system. It's an actual physical response, and they shut down. Now, in the wild, deer and rabbits are really good at freezing. When they hear a threat, they hear something odd, they'll freeze for a moment as they assess the situation. But how their response differs from the human response is that most people don't bolt. You see, the rabbit and the deer, once they feel a threat is there, they have the physical prowess to run away. But as a human animal, once the freeze response is in place, it tends to perpetuate itself. Sometimes we get stuck in a freeze response because when that biochemical cascade happens, it's a biochemical storm, the biochemistry of emotion that overwhelms our system and sometimes becomes part of our muscle memory. When this shows up in our relationships, when we're, say, in a discussion or an argument and the other person seems to maybe speak faster, be more articulate, sometimes we tend to freeze up. We become overwhelmed. And sometimes that's a result of an earlier childhood trauma response or at some other point in your life. I have had clients, women, who have been the victim of assault. And in that moment, they froze up. They felt guilty later because they didn't respond. They just froze. And they say things to themselves, I should have done something, I could have done something, I could have fought back, but I didn't. But what they don't realize is that their other-than-conscious mind was doing the best thing that they could do in that moment. They were overwhelmed, and their other-than-conscious mind was protecting them. Freezing and dissociating is a protective response. Now, how these behaviors might show up in your regular day-to-day is a sense of disorientation with the world. It's almost like you're watching a movie of your life. You're not really a participant. Like you're showing up, you're going through the motions, but you don't have connections to your emotions. In severe cases, this may show up as a dissociative personality disorder, sometimes known as a split personality, where your identity, your self-concept has been fractured into different parts. Sometimes one part's more capable and protecting the, the smaller part or the younger part. And I should probably say here that I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a doctor, I just play one on the internet. You know, 
seek medical attention, seek professional attention, if this is an issue that you find yourself with. This podcast episode is meant to be descriptive and give you general information from which you can make your own assessment and your own decisions. Some other ways that this might show up is constant daydreaming, actually leaving the situation and retreating to the interior of your mind or even getting stuck in your head. I have to tell my son a lot of the times, like, hey, McFly, your attention should be out here. And I can remember when I was younger, I had a strong internal voice. And I spent a lot of time talking to myself, working things out to, the, to my deficit because I wasn't aware of what was going on around me. And a part of that was at a time in my life when I considered myself shy. I actually found social interactions a bit painful because I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to respond. And then I would freeze up thinking I had to say the right thing. And then also I was comparing myself to other people. I was looking at them and they seemed to function just fine. And why did I feel this anxiety inside? And then it wasn't until I started working with a lot of people and I realized that just about every person on the planet has a certain twinge of anxiety or, in other words, excitement when they're encountering a new situation or a new conversation. And the difference between us was that they saw a way to the other side. I felt that feeling of anxiety and froze up. I shut down, thinking that there was something wrong with me, seriously wrong with me. But in actuality, I just wasn't practiced in having conversations because I spent so much time talking to myself, I didn't talk to other people that much. And so I began practicing. I took the advice of Dale Carnegie. And that was to become more interested than interesting. So this learning a new skill, incorporating a new mindset is pointing the direction to how to handle this freeze response is adapt the skill, practice ahead of time, a practice without pressure. So as a woman, take a self-defense class, decide ahead of time, train yourself ahead of time when the stakes are low and you know how to respond. One simple thing they teach young girls in some areas is how to say no, and say it definitely. No. Like, and practice it over and over and over again. No, mother trucker. You go somewhere else. Stop. And, like, say it like you mean it. Now, I just, I don't know if you can hear it, but my neighbor is using his weed whacker out there, and it's driving me a little nuts here. But I'm not going to stop. So if you hear it in the background, and that's my wife texting me right now. I don't have my ringer turned off. So take a self-defense class. Practice speaking up. Practice the monologue. What would you say? Practice in the mirror. And change your biochemistry. Realizing that the freeze response is stored in the body. So you want to move your body. You want to be animated when you're practicing. Over the top. Bold. Outlandish. Tapping is a good way to change this feeling, too. You start tapping on your head, like just basic tapping here. You tap, you know, with your right hand or your left hand. Sometimes I use both hands, and I pat the top of my head 50 times. And then I move down to my temples or my forehead, and then my cheeks. 
and then my right below my collarbone, and I'll tap there 25, 50 times, and I'll start patting my body all over to change the physical sensations in my body. Another practice you can do is the art of living dangerously, which I'll talk about down the road, but essentially it's doing one thing, like pushing the boundaries of your comfort zone on a regular basis. When again, when the threat level is low, but you know and you know that you can push the boundaries and still be safe. But you get to train your body feeling comfortable, feeling a little uncomfortable. So when that fear response comes up, your automatic defense mechanism is not the freeze response. It's not dissociating. It's taking that moment to make an assessment, do I fight or do I flee? Again, realizing that the freeze response comes up because an aspect of your self-identity, an aspect of your self-concept says, I can't handle this. I can't deal with this. This is overwhelming. Okay, that's it for this episode. This is actually one topic that I would love, actually all the topics that I pass out here, I would love feedback on. I would love you to tell me what you thought of it, how you're using it. Are you utilizing the information? Does it apply to you? Does it make a difference? That just spurs me on. But this episode in particular, I would like some feedback on, does this come up for you? Have you found a way around it? Does it you know, does it alter your life? Does it impact your life in an unfavorable way? Again, that's my wife texting me to come down for dinner. So that's my cue. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 